angels in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the good news station. WCNO Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. You know, I really believe that, you know, as God is progressing us through the manifestation of what he's doing here in this house and in this ministry and in our lives I really believe this year is going to be a really neat year for a lot of us a lot of us are going to see things get organized in our lives this year I believe our ministry is going to get more organized I believe in God for that and we believe there's going to be government and order take place in the house this year and not just in our house but in your house how I many like to get your house in order sometimes things just seem chaotic don't they you ever feel that? You ever just feel like, man, I just, just slipping through my fingers. There's just too much going on today. I, I can't keep up with it. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Or is that just me? We've got three honest people in the house today. Lord, help us. Well, can I just prophesy over you this morning then? Let me do that. Thus saith the Lord God Almighty, this is a year of victory in your life, in your family, in your household, those lost loved ones you've been praying into the kingdom. This is the year of advancement. This is the year that dreams are realized. This is the year that strategy that you've been developing in your heart is laid out on paper and is developed and manifested, saith the Lord. Amen. 2012. I don't want to go back. We had some victories in 2011. Had a few setbacks. But because our God's good in His nature, the setbacks have become set-ups, and they were also used for our victory. Amen. Every time somebody didn't like something, God fixed it. Because that's the way He is. Somebody said, that's the way He is. I'd be glad you got the joy of the Lord. I'm glad I got God's joy. I'm glad I can be joyful. Even when I'm tired, we're tired because we were down here at 2 o'clock in the morning, weren't we, Victor? Man, it sounded like the Civil War going off in the parking lot last night. We prayed the new year in, man, when the clock struck 12, we were in the Holy Ghost. Then we went outside and let off the bombs. (laughs) Woo! It was loud, man. I mean, because the buildings, the way it echoed, it was loud. But I am so excited for the potential and the possibilities that God has for my life and for your life this year. This is going to be a great year for our ministry. It's going to be a great year for your house. It doesn't mean that it's not going to come without challenges. It's not going to come without some disappointments. But it will be a victorious year. I believe that with all my heart. I uh, just feel like God's doing some amazing things in us. You know, the culture that we live in, I, I was watching the news a few days ago, and, you know, the mind calendar says it's all over this year. You know, somebody said they all thought it was going to end in 2012. And they said, well, why do they think? Well, they just figured, you know, what was the point of going on after 2012? They ran out of stone to chisel on. (laughs) It ain't really over. 
It's just a new beginning. God's doing something new. And, uh, I, you know, it's the signs of the times in the culture. There's unrest all over the world. There's unrest in the Middle East. There's always unrest in the Middle East. You know, the, the dictator in Syria is slaughtering hundreds of thousands of people in the street. Uh, Islamic rule is coming up in these nations where we didn't think we'd see it, even like in Egypt where, you know, there was a dictator, but at least they did allow churches to be there. Now we're seeing the Islamists begin to take over entire nations. They've, they've taken Egypt. They've taken Iran. Now, now we know that we've come out of Iraq, and if you follow the, you know, the, what's going on in the Middle East, Iraq is beginning to fall apart. The Sunnis and the Shiites are coming against each other, and we're seeing you know, the instability once again in Iraq with the Islamists. These are purists. You know what purists are in Islam? These Shiite Muslims, they really believe that, that there is a Messiah that's coming. They just don't believe it's Jesus. But according to their law and according to their Bible, that their Messiah, the, their prophet, their, their, their person that's going to come and set up Islamic rule in the world, that that person is only going to come on the scene when there's complete chaos over the whole world. So how many of you understand that a lot of these Islamic nations that are, that are ultra, ultra Islamic, these Shiite Muslims, that their goal is to really create instability in the world. If you saw the headline this morning today, Iran, for the first time in the history of the world, has developed a nuclear fuel rod today. It's scary times we're living in. Kim Jong-il is dead. His 21-year-old son is running the whole country. A 21-year-old who has a communistic outlook on life, who doesn't believe in any kind of theocracy, but has a dictatorship mentality, now has a 21-year-old, now has his thumb on a nuclear arsenal. Pakistan is falling into the hands of radical Muslims around the world. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world that, that seems depressing. The culture of our economy in, in Europe and Greece is falling apart and Italy is collapsing and France is being downgraded and Spain has been downgraded and the United States is being downgraded and the economy in the, in the Western world seems to be collapsing and people are struggling and you can't go to Walmart and get one bag of stuff without having to spend $50. How many know what I'm talking about? There's just like this mounting pressure and they were talking to people during the, during the break about how, how, you know, it's so tough out there and, 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 and do you have high hopes for 2012? You know, at the beginning of the year, people have high hopes. People kind of get excited. Well, maybe this will be the year we break through. Maybe this will be the year this will happen. But for the most part, there's this underlying current in our society today and in the culture of what we call America, that things are bleak, that the economy's not going to turn around, that the debt that's $15 trillion now is $16.2 trillion, and, and, and where are we going to get this money? And every single living person in the United States now owes over $50,000. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the stuff that we're looking at take place in society today, and, and there's really not a whole lot of reasons to celebrate if you're looking at life from that perspective. But how many of you know that this year is also the year that I believe the church is going to see... An increase and not a decrease in our culture. I believe people have been fed up long enough. I believe they've been put off long enough. I believe this next generation of people coming up are tired of having social agendas shoved down their throat and political correctness plug, pushed down their throat and shoved into their heart and telling them they can't pray in school. They can't read the Bible. You can't talk about Christmas. You can't do... I, I'm telling you, I believe there's a generation that's coming up in the world today that says we've had enough and we're turning back to God. I believe it's coming. And I believe that this year is crucial for the church. It's crucial for Truth Church. It's crucial for your family. 
You cannot, we cannot be in a place where we idly just sit by day after day hoping and wishing that God is going to do something big in our lives. No, no, no. It's time to take the reins of the destiny that God has called us to and begin to walk the walk of faith. Hmm? Come on, somebody. Help me this morning. It's 2012. Hmm? I believe there's big things on the horizon for the church. And while the world continues to, to seep in the agony and the desperation and depression, I believe that God is lifting the church up out of the ash heap of complacency and saying, once again, your light will shine bright. That's for us. So even with everything crumbling in society around us and all over the world, I want to encourage you this morning that this is your year. It's a good year. It's a year that finances begin to overtake your situation. It's a year that children come home. It's a year that kids get saved. It's a year that prosperity moves into our lives. It's the year of the Lord this year. Hmm. Praise the Lord. That's a reason to shout. Somebody say it starts with a dream. I mean, everything that God does in us starts with a dream. You know, that dream ain't always what we think it's going to be. Last week, we started, or two weeks ago, we started this series on dreamers. Somebody say dreamers. We're going to pick up there again this morning. Falls right in line with where God is taking us today. Where he's taking this ministry, where he's taking the church in this culture. And uh, really begin to realize some of the things that God's put in our heart. I mean, it ain't always what you think it is. You know, last week we talked about conceiving the dream. Two weeks ago, being impregnated with the dream. When our heart is stirred to the point where, we, where, we, where the dream becomes alive in us. This week I want to talk to you about your willingness to be obedient to the dream. Somebody say willingness. I mean, oh, there's a cost to being willing. There's a cost to you. Sometimes there's a cost to your reputation. Sometimes there's a cost to your wallet. Sometimes there's a cost to your time. But you have to be willing if you're going to really realize the dream that's in your life. Acts 26.12 says this. This is Paul speaking while thus occupied. Somebody say occupied. While thus occupied as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest at midday. O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goad. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand to your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well from the Gentiles to whom I now send you, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, and that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Verse 19 says, Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting of repentance. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple, and they tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand witnessing both the great and small, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead, and would proclaim the light to the Jewish people 
and to the Gentiles. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the truth of God's Word in us this morning. Lord, I thank you for a dream that's been conceived in the heart of each and every believer in this house this morning. And God, I thank you today, God, that we understand the value of having a willingness to see that dream become realized in our life. I give you praise for that in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, God, that the words that I speak be the words of the Holy Ghost, that they penetrate deep in our heart. Lord, that they enter in through our ears and into our mind, into our subconscious and God that we will God have revelation of of a truth that's being revealed in our heart that changes us from the inside out Lord I speak God against any distraction this morning Lord against anything God that would tear anybody away from the truth that you want to deposit in their heart and I thank you for that in the name of Jesus and everybody said amen can I just say this to you today your greatest challenge as a believer is not between who you used to be and what you are today Somebody say the past is in the past. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, your past is not your problem. Let me try that again. I said your past is not your problem. The enemy would like to keep you preoccupied with what you've been through, and he would like to keep you a victim and keep you victimized by the stuff that you've been living in. And you say, well, it happened to me. Well, of course it happened to you. But how many know it doesn't have to stay with you forever? Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount. Or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgart. There's a place called deliverance. There's a place called freedom. There's a place called liberty. God doesn't want any one of his kids caught in a trap in a place in the past. It might have happened, but God who is rich in mercy and God who is rich in grace has forgiven us of our sins and has cleansed us and made us whole and perfected us by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been sanctified and justified by the cross. That's a reason to shout. It's not something that is happening. It is something that has happened. That's a perspective shift. A lot of believers would do themselves will if they would just change their perspective. God's sanctifying me. God's justifying. No, 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 no. God has justified and sanctified you. Done deal. Congratulate each other. It's a done deal. Amen. We've been sanctified. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And Jesus had become the curse for us. 
So really, to be honest with you this morning, it doesn't really matter what happened in your past. Your past is not your problem. That means you don't have to spend your whole life trying to deny it. I mean, a lot of people walk around and go, well, you know, that didn't ever, that ain't really how it really was. You're lying. Why are you denying it? Your past really ain't your problem. Come on, somebody, that's what you used to be. That's what you used to do. But thank God that's not what you are today. You are blood-bought, sanctified, justified Christian. Mm. Come on, I say, God's touched my life. So listen to me, your past is not really your problem. Because I mean, if your past is still affecting your present, then your past really ain't in your past. Your past is in your present. So your past is not the past at all. It's an issue of your life that you need to deal with. That's why we have Friday night. Go deal with it. So it can finally get into your past. Come on, somebody. Some of us, we got people living rent-free up in our head. Well, they said this. That was 23 years ago. Forgive them. My daddy, my mama, my son, my daughter. Get over it. It's in your past. It's under the blood. God don't remember it. Why you keep dredging it up? Oh, my God. Pastor, what are you trying to do to me today? I'm trying to help you. So that's in my past. No, because if it's a living memory, it still keeps coming up. You walk through the door, you hear an old song, and your mind goes back to the hurt. (laughs) You see somebody at Walmart, and you you know you've forgiven them 20 times, and you see them at Walmart, walking through Walmart. And you go, oh, there's that dirty rotten. Oh, I can't believe what they did. You ain't forgiven nobody. You lying to yourself. Come on, somebody. Hmm? When that stuff starts to come to the surface in our spirit and it begins to manifest in our life, it's not really in our past. It's in our present. And it's keeping us from our future. Hmm? Hmm. I mean, that's when you know it's time to have an eviction service. You know what that is? An eviction service. You get you some of this nice anointing oil from Judea. Smells like frankincense and myrrh, whatever that smells like. Hmm? You rub some of that on your head and you just go to a victim. In the name of Jesus, I speak over my mind that it's made whole. I declare that I've forgiven. I declare that I love Jesus and I love people. Even when they spite me, I love them. That's how you evict things out of your head. And then when that thought comes back, you go, oh, no, you don't. Hmm? Come on, somebody. So why are you telling me all that? Because the guy we're talking about really had a terrible past. I mean, Paul had a past. I mean, Paul had a dream. You know, when Paul was Saul, he started out his life with a dream for the future. He started out his life with a hope for the future. He had an idea of what he wanted to accomplish in life and what he wanted to be in life. And his footsteps began to become ordered for his destiny. And he began to go to schools and and learn theology and learn philosophy until he worked himself up in the rank to become a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was living the dream. Or so he thought. I mean, God's dream and his dream weren't exactly on the same page. I mean, there's nobody in Scripture with a more notorious past than Paul. Paul was a murderer. In fact, when he got shipwrecked and bit by a snake and, and all the people saw him get bit by the snake, they said, oh, you must be, you must be a murderer. 
And he flung it off in the fire, and then they thought he was God. It wasn't the fact that he wasn't a murderer. He was a murderer. He murdered many, 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 many Christians. Burned them. Stoned them. Drug their bodies off and left them in a ditch. Paul, the man who penned 13 books of the New Testament. Come on, are you hearing me this morning? He'd murder just about more people than anybody else in the body. And he'd done it under the authority of the high priest to hunt down these wicked Christians, these followers of the way, and end this brutal sect against God. He was mission-focused. Paul had even gone in the synagogues and killed people while they were in the middle of praying and standing at the altar. Can you imagine as you come down to Truth Church and you're praying on Sunday morning and somebody from the religious order walks in and snatches you by your neck and takes you outside and kills you? That was Paul. Hmm? I'm sure when he was 12 years old, that wasn't part of his dream. I mean, things change through our lives and our, our, our dreams get shaped and, and turned by the morals and, and by society and by the environment and by the culture that we live in. Till one day you wake up and you realize that the dream that you had and the dream that you're living isn't entirely the same dream that you started with. Come on, I ain't got no help in here this morning. Somebody praise the Lord. Hmm. Paul held the coats of those who stoned Stephen to death, the first Christian martyr in the book of Acts. And he claimed he was doing it for God. I mean, realize Paul had a terrible past. He was, he had, he, he was a murderer. He, he, he hunted people down. But you know what? He got to a place where he realized that I was one, but I ain't one now. Hmm? I was that, but I ain't that. I used to be that, but I ain't that today. I used to do that, but I don't do that today. I've been washed by the blood of Jesus. And the dream that I thought I had ain't the same dream anymore. God put a dream in me. And what I was trying to do to attain that dream wasn't getting me there. So I had an encounter with God. And it took my willingness. Come on, somebody, say willingness. It took my willingness to let God reshape my dream. See, you have to be willing a lot of us, we got an idea of a dream in our head, a hope for a future. But we're unwilling to let God really shape it into what He wants. And we end up living with all this unrealized potential on the inside of us, and we never realize our true dream. Hmm? So watch this. If my past is not my problem, then what is it that keeps me from fulfilling my dream? What is it that holds me back? Well, can I just tell you? It's my willingness. It's my willingness to boldly, courageously, and intentionally embrace my future by faith. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. 
and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Golden Rule Academy K-12 Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Dr. Michael Youssef. When you look at the average family calendar, it is overwhelming, it really is. But here's the problem. Without a healthy conversation, there can be no healthy marriage. Learn more on the next Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Heard Monday through Friday at 9.30 a.m. on WCNO, the Good News Station.